Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. The book of James starts in an unusual way. He says, count it all joy. When you go through various trials, count it all joy. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? When you're going through difficulties, do you feel like being happy? <laughs> it's like the opposite to the natural response when you're struggling and suffering. The last thing that you feel like doing is rejoicing. And yet even in James's greeting to these people, even that word greeting in verse 1 can also be translated rejoice. He's giving them a strong instruction, encouragement command. <laughs> it's not even a suggestion. Now, if you know these people's backstory, these were Jewish believers who were around in the times in Jerusalem when the church was flourishing. There were miracles happening. The word of God was spreading. And believers were being added to the church daily. And so there was really something amazing going on. I'm sure they were like on cloud nine. And then something happened. Remember, Stephen got up and he spoke. And um, he offended and upset some people, some religious people. And he was stoned to death. And from that time, there was a great persecution that arose in Jerusalem. Those believers had to flee. Many of them were being dragged into prison. Some were being killed for their faith, just for believing in Jesus. They didn't do any crime. They didn't harm anybody. But their faith in Christ was so offensive that this attack came upon them. And so they had to flee. And so these families, many of them would have been separated. They would have had to leave their businesses. Think about it. They had set up shop in Jerusalem. That was their home. That was their hometown. You know, they grew up in Judaism. Their temple was there. The apostles were there. That was their, their safe place. And here they were scattered. Some of them might have even had family members still imprisoned in Jerusalem. And so these people were struggling. Life was not easy for them. They would have had to start again, almost like the, the Jewish people who came out of Egypt. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so it's to these people that James speaks. These were his congregation members in Jerusalem. He was the leader of the church there at that time. And so he writes to them and he encourages them. Rejoice. Rejoice. Count it all joy when you're going through these trials. And in the message that you're going to get next week, it's going to explain a little bit more about why and that process that's happening. But I want to speak to you this morning about this joy. Because the joy that we have is not a natural joy. It's not just being happy because your circumstances are good. It's a joy that comes from knowing Jesus. You know, Jesus gave his life for us. He laid down his life 
so that we could receive his life, so that his spirit could come and live within us. Isn't that amazing? His spirit lives inside of us. He's alive in us. Amen. You need to let that sink in. When you have that understanding, that revelation that God is in me, you can't stay sad for long. And I know we go through difficulties. I know there are many people who have lost jobs, who are going through marital struggles, maybe even health issues. And it's not easy. But I encourage you today, let's tap into God. Let's do the word. Let's do the instruction that he's given us to turn to him. You know, when you rejoice, despite how you're feeling, it's an act of faith. You're saying, God, I trust you. I trust you more than these circumstances around me. And so we need to refuse the natural emotions that come up, and we need to tap into God. I've spent a couple of years developing this relationship with him, developing the inner life, where I've come to the, the place and the point where I know that God is good. And no matter what happens, that he is in me, he's with me, he's on my side. And the same with you. He loves you. He's with you. He wants to do good for you. But we need to shift our reliance from ourselves onto him. We need to tap into him. We need to receive. You know, the Bible speaks about, it says, with joy, in Isaiah 12, it says, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. We have to dig deep. We have to dig into Christ within us. He's not out there somewhere that we have to go like, where are you, God? I can't see you. I can't find you. No. If you're a child of God, if you are born again by the Spirit of God, His Spirit dwells in you. He's a well within you. Jesus said rivers and springs of living water will flow from within your belly. And he was speaking about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. He lives in us. And he's available to us. This joy is a fruit. It's a consequence of his life in us. You know, there's a picture of a tree up on the screen. And in Psalm 1, it speaks about a person, a godly person, who follows God's ways, who meditates on the word. It says he meditates on the word day and night. And the description is of that person is like this tree that's planted by the rivers. And this tree bears fruit in season, and those leaves don't wither. We can be that tree that even when we go through difficult things, we can still bear fruit. And so James is about this process where we go through trials. You know, sometimes God will just deliver us out, but often we have to walk through them. But we're not on our own. He's with us. And he's in us, and he wants to develop that relationship with you. He wants us to know him. He wants us to become more like Jesus. And we can 
if we're tapping into him in our own strength, we are nothing. We can do nothing. How can you, how can you withstand the storms and trials of life without Christ on your own? And I'm glad Julian mentioned our words this morning. You know, I, I see on Facebook a lot of people speaking and many Christians being very negative, very negative about the circumstances, about the load shedding, about the government, about everything. You know, that's, that's going to take you down a very dark path. We need to watch our words. And like, like the, the musicians were saying earlier, let's, let's let praise be on our lips. There'll be such a different outcome if we are thanking and praising God, if we are choosing to rejoice no matter what's happening around us, than if we're going to agree with the circumstances and speak negative things. That's, going to, that's not going to help you one little bit. You're not going to have the strength. You're not going to have the power of God in you that you need to be able to walk through this trial and know that even though you're going through difficulty, God can turn things around. It's his will to do good. And so in my life, I've had a few trials, not as bad as many people. And I'm going to share a few of them with you. When I was a young Christian, <clears throat> a man came into my life who pretended to be a Christian he deceived everybody in the church. He was even working in the children's church. And um, he befriended me. And we ended up becoming engaged. And I ended up being pregnant with twins before we got married. It was devastating to me. I was a new believer. I was sharing my faith in the workplace, wherever I was going. I was going out, ministering Jesus in the streets. And here I felt like I've disappointed Jesus. I've let him down. I've blown it big time. But you know what? God turned it around. He delivered me out of that circumstance. He caused me to be able to lift up my head. He restored my life. He's given me a testimony. And those babies became such a blessing in our home. My parents said they had a second chance again because when they raised my brother and I, they were not believers. And so, and so they were rejoicing. And these, these babies were just the greatest joy, even in our neighborhood. They became a blessing. So God can turn around even your biggest mistakes and turn it into something good. Don't ever feel like you've disappointed God and now what can happen? What can you do? God has got good plans, even for those things where you feel you've blown it. Amen. Next thing that happened, my, my dad and my mom both passed away. My dad had a heart attack. My mom contracted cancer. She didn't want us to pray for her. She was ready to go, so <laughs> she was happy. <laughs> um, and it was very sad for us. It's not nice not having a parent, but I have, I have Sally here. Who's, <laughs> she's our parent. <laughs> but, um, but in that all, we have this comfort 
because I, they knew Jesus, so I know that we'll see them again. So even through the sadness, you can have this joy because we have this hope inside. God has not left us without hope. Amen. And then, I'm preparing here to speak today. <laughs> Friday night, Dion and I are at home and um, get a phone call from my daughter. She's just finished doing junior youth and went across to the youth. Was busy doing a mon the monkey dance, you know. And she tripped and fell and she's broken her wrist. And so he spent Friday <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> And you know, as a mom, it's one of the worst things when your children get injured. It's just, it affects your emotions. And when I heard Dion's voice, I could hear that panic because you could see there was something very wrong. Her, her, her arm was disfigured. There was a big lump and it was skew. And I could see, I could, I could hear that. And um, so I had the opportunity for fear to come. And um, God helped me to overcome that. You know, the Bible says in Joshua 1, says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear. And I love this one translation. It says, banish fear and doubt. Fear is an enemy. We cannot allow fear an inch in our lives. It's an enemy. God is on your side. He will help you. And he helped us, and we still have a journey ahead, but we trust that there's a good outcome. And he's with us while we go through it. Amen. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> Just want to check the time here. Okay. So we're going to end off now. And I'm going to end with, we're going to play a song for you, because now I've shared this message about this joy, and this joy is available to us. It's within. Christ, by His Spirit, He's within us, but we have a choice. We can go with the flesh, we can go with the circumstances, or we can choose to rejoice and to dig into God. And what I said earlier, I want to repeat in this, in this um, service. This is not for casual um, seekers of God. We need to dig in to God. We need to spend time with Him. It doesn't just happen automatically that you have this revelation. Let's dig in. Let's really come to know Jesus. Spend time with Him. Spend time in the Word. And so we're going to we're going to play out with a song um, that says, You are my joy. And I want you, as we listen to it, you can stand up. Um, I want you to choose. Choose joy. Choose to rejoice. And I want to just close with, with this. Um, you know, my life was not always joyful. <laughs> Before I met Jesus, I had this, have this testimony. There was a colleague, a Christian, who worked with me when I was doing my articles. I got saved during that time. 
And um, he came to me after I was saved, and he said to me, you know, before you were saved, you looked very sad all the time. You were very melancholy. Um, but my life has changed, and this joy is only because of Jesus. It's only because of Jesus. And you know, in Nehemiah 8, um, you know, Nehemiah, they went back to Jerusalem. They were rebuilding the wall, so they were doing a lot of work, and they, they, um, the law was restored to them. And I'm going to just read this, this passage um, that Nehemiah said to, to the children of Israel who were around then. He says, This day is holy to the Lord our God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they had heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 